Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Provincetown, Mass. I'm actually, I took photos so you can see that we're sitting on our guest's deck at the uh, inn that she is staying out here here in Provincetown. I saw her show last night. She is fucking phenomenally talented. Phenomenally talented. I'm not starting this episode with a, I'm in a bad mood. You know why? <laughs> because if you could see what the fuck I'm looking at right now, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's Jesus. unbelievable. Uh, born in Yonkers. Um, uh, just a true New Yorker and a talent lady of a thousand voices, host of a uh, on Sirius XM. Um, even though I did have a show there, and then oh, I could do something negative. I had a show on Sirius XM. Oh, did and you? yeah, and then they just were like, no, we're uh, oh, and then I was in negotiations for my own show, and they were like, right at the you know, like okay, we'll accept it. They're like, oh, forget it. This woman 
I don't know. I've known her since I moved to New York. I've known who she was. She's been in Forbidden Broadway, Forbidden Hollywood, Musical the Musical. She's been on Broadway. She was a Mama Morton in Chicago. She, Little Me with Martin Short and Faith Prince, that's on Broadway. And she was like a woman of 5,000 voices in talk radio, which was a, a great, great show starring, uh, what's his name? Liev. <laughs> Lev. No, you got it right. Can you be? It's so <laughs> Jewy, that name. It's pretty. And yes, he, pretty Jewy, I think I he's only had, oh, wait. I don't know. That's the Jew bell, sorry. Oh, what was the, So anything <laughs> that is any remotely Jewish gets a bell. Oh, good. So that, and everyone hates it. But I need to, with the, our brand is going down. You know, the Jew brand with Jeffrey Epstein and oh. and, and Stephen Miller oh. and, you know, Jared Kushner and Michael Cohen. So, you know, I'm just pointing out that we do contribute good things. Okay, of so she was on The Sopranos, dead. Dead. And her name, if you don't know already, you're a fucking idiot, is Christine Petty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to put that on my answer Petty. machine, Judy. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> it's the fact Petty that you said it. answering machine makes me feel oh. so fucking old. You know, <laughs> I saw your show last night here in Provincetown, and and if you hear seagulls and stuff, it's because we're outside, as you'll see. Oh, when puff, I, puff. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, I do the same thing in my act where I have to say, you know, I had a landline. You know, like you have to fucking explain what oh, a yeah. mailing a letter is. I couldn't mail a letter. And it was to get into affordable housing, the actor's housing. Right, right, right. And I was on my way out of town and I, I went outside just right. to mail a letter. I don't never leave the house unless there's major multitasking involved. Right, right. All right. I remember reading somewhere... This was probably 20 years ago, this article, but it said, if you leave your apartment, it's a $20 exit fee. Oh, yeah. I remember that article. Yeah. About so, living in New York. Yeah. yeah. just And so I'd never leave the apartment right. with just one task in right. hand, but I had to get this letter in the mail. I walked probably a, a radius of five blocks in every right. direction. And you couldn't, couldn't find a mailbox? Couldn't find a freaking mailbox. Then I went to the post office. Oh, yeah. Mailbox was locked. Are you Mailing fucking kidding the me? Mail, to mail a letter is ridiculous. But you know they've now changed it. So it's a slot instead of pulling the <gasps> thing down. You know, you pull Maybe the drawer it down. Wasn't oh no, it's now a uh, slot. Because I so wondered, people can't, I tried to open it all the way and it wouldn't go. So no, no, no. Oh, so they think I've I, done I can't it. Throw I've stood there. there. Yeah, I've stood I've Stood oh, there, Jesus, and Christ. been like, I'm a fucking idiot, and then I figured out it's a. Slot. Well, I was, I was officially a fucking yeah. idiot because I had to go to Canada and mail it there. Are you fucking kidding I me? God, I, I Wasn't it go, more postage? I, go, I don't didn't care. I was trying to get to try to get affordable housing, you know. So yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll try. Uh, speaking of housing, well, I can't believe we're okay. Seeing. You know, I'm sorry to gloat, you guys, but I, I gloat. I will. You know, I, I, look. I just can't with this. It's so beautiful. I love it here so much. I can't even tell. Yeah. Don't come here. But if you're, you know, like just if you're just, thinking of to coming, too it's too. It's already it's too crowded. crowded yeah. And if you're straight, go to Wellfleet or Hyannis. Is that where uh, they go? Or no, they come here now because we uh, wanted equality. Well, I'm straight, but I'm sort of no. You're so part of the gay. Adjacent. You're the gay. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, Christine, let's start. You're extremely talented. You know, you're one of those people who's just a savant. You're like, <laughs> like it's it's amazing. It's amazing, and and you're. I find you fascinating on many levels. But to start from the, we always talk about childhoods because uh -huh. I hated mine. So, and I just want if you're young and you're like people like to know. I like to know yeah. about the person now. 
you were born in Yonkers, the Yonkers Bronx. Hospital. Yeah, then you were lived in the Bronx and then Just East for Chester. A year or two, and then yeah. we went up to East Chester. I went to high school in New Rochelle. Yes, yeah, uh, so you went to a um, Catholic girls' school. Oh, very fancy pants yeah. Catholic girls' school, which I paid for half of in student aid. You know what I mean? Like right. I worked. I've, I'd worked since I was old enough to have a paper route. I've never not worked. I don't understand. I'm I know. Sorry. They don't. Here no, we go. I have Here kids. we go. Come on. This is. Come I on. know. This is. Come on. No, These that's not kids Jewish. today. Oh, it's not? Oh. Oh, I beg to differ. <laughs> These kids today, they don't have it like we oh, had it. They have to work. The horrible. Come on. Uh, I and I wanted it. I loved it. I loved getting my own money. But right. You had your you own know? I started babysitting. I mean, I did get in trouble because I was babysitting these kids up the hill. I, I lived at the bottom of a hill. And um, Where was the hill? In New Jersey. Oh, okay. Ugh. Uh, no, I love New Jersey. I love New Jersey. I just didn't. I'm not happy about the town they picked. My okay. parents picked. All right. My parents. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm very childish and childlike. And I let them ride their skateboard in the kitchen after we threw buckets of water on the floor <gasps> like an idiot. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm like 12. But <laughs> I was tall. Like, people think tall people are more mature. That's right. And so they oh came home God. and every one of their towels was like soaking wet. Yeah, I lost the job. But I still, at, when I ran into the kids, I'd be like, was I your favorite babysitter? Like, I'm such a fuck. Oh, they were Jews. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So your parents were both hairdressers. My father uh, went to hairdressing school because he thought he could meet women that way. And indeed he did. Wow. Um, and, and as a matter of fact... Was I he, visit- where was he from, by the way? Uh, the Bronx. My, okay. mother, my mother was from Yonkers. He was from the Bronx. And both Italian? Both totally Italian. So, And then where did they come from in Italy? They, uh, well, now my both first generation. Yeah. So my father's parents were from... Sicily. Oh, God. My mother's from Calabria. Oh, wow. uh, not only, oh, God. Let me tell you something. We had the DNA done. Yeah. All right. So they're essentially 75 to 80% totally Italian. And, and then, then there's a Greek and, you know, Eastern right. European in there. Because yeah. people go fuck yeah, and then that, come that's back. Right. Yeah. So, but... And the, what they do is every country that you might be from, like if you're a little Greek, they'll put little green dots around Greece. Oh, yeah, I know. I have and that. And if you're blue, they'll put blue dots around Albania, whatever. If the Italian dots were yellow. Right. My mother had yellow dots around the southern region of the boot, right. which is Calabria. Right. Oh, peppered around the southern region. Right. My father, on the island of Sicily... There were so many goddamn dots. It was one huge yellow throbbing <laughs> orb, okay? Yeah. And I, I am so freaking Sicilian that you should step away. Right. You should so really you, be afraid. Do you, is that, I mean, I know a lot of Sicilian people. It is kind of true about that. They're crazy. Yeah, the temper, the... I, I, didn't I don't have even that know if it's a temper more than it's like a passion, yeah, overly yeah, passionate. Yeah, well, from you know. my people, they, they were mountain people and, right. and, um, and a lot of inbreeding. Oh, so Really? Much. Oh, my God in heaven. My parents, my father's parents were first cousins. Now, now here's the thing. Ooh, right? No, because my, my grandparents were second cousins. Okay. Well, what will even help us understand it more is when yeah. I went to Calabria to visit, my mother and father and I went. Right. And um, my mother's parents lived on neighboring mountaintops, basically. Okay. Also gorgeous. Right. Also, we went to the villages. High up the air was clean. Right, the right. view of the Ionian Sea. And, of course, you and I would want to buy a place to, like, go and have our nervous breakdowns right, and right. write our books there right, now. Right, But... They were peasants, and they wanted a better life. Right. So I, I thought, wait, my grandmother lived on this mountain. He lived on that mountain. How did they find each other? Well, back then, in the, in the early 1920s, I guess, yeah. you didn't just say, 
see you, Pop. I'm going to go out with the girls and right. you know meet some guys. You didn't. First of all, they'd kill you. Right. You had to be chaperoned because right. you didn't go out as it was not virtuous. And right. it was dangerous. Right. It was, it was dangerous. Yes. So... You couldn't, I realized visiting my mother's side that they met because they would have uh, parties. They would have a big festival or party or something and they both mountain top, mountain people so mountain, would meet somewhere. Mountain, would they see the party from the other mountain top? No, no, they'd like, know about it. Okay, you know what I mean? They okay. weren't so far away that they, the word didn't get out, you know, that there was going to be a party on this day or whatever. So right. I believe that's how they met. Was at some party that were, you know, both the, the community went to from both villages and both mountains. Okay, then I suddenly realized, oh, that's why people you know, uh, married their cousins in Sicily. You, Sicily was very dangerous. So my grandmother wasn't going to... I said, Mama, how did you, you know, w- why didn't you go look for somebody else? Well, how were they going to get there? It's well, not exactly. Like, yeah. It wasn't easy. It wasn't then, easy to travel, period. And the, really, yeah. the real running joke is, I was interviewing her, and it's somewhere on a cassette tape. Kids, a cassette tape? Anyway, <laughs> so... I interviewed her, and my father was listening, and I said, so, Mama, uh, you married your cousin, so you're, you, you know, you, you're a petty, and he was a petty. I said, so what was your, what was your mother's maiden name? Petty. <laughs> no, 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 Mama. Your father's name was Petty. I know, and you married a petty. Your, but no, your name before you got married. Uh, petty. Uh, I said, no, no, but your mother's name. What was her name? Peddy, my mother's a peddy, my father's a peddy. Uh. Now my father <laughs> sat here at the kitchen table and went, "What? Uh, what? I did not know this. I didn't now, know this." Now, do you think you have any? I always attribute my, you know, depression, anxiety, um, any medical issue I have, um, arthritis, you know, <laughs> to the fact that my grandparents were second cousins. I don't think that applies. My mother checked this out before she got married, that as long as if her kids were going to be OK, right, right. they said, no, as long as you and your husband are not second cousins, you know what I mean? Uh, or first cousins. Right. So I, I don't know. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. Yeah. I really will. Now, I, you know what? As I talk to you, I realize yeah. I should talk to every one of my guests about how their family came to America. Because I talk about. absolutely. That's an important thing I'm adding to my podcast. L- listeners. Okay. Last because time I, it's important. Last it's time important. I saw Fiddler on the Roof, I it never dawned on me in all these years to think about my grandmother actually 16, one of them, the other was maybe in her 20s, getting on a boat and coming here. Oh, and my God. Shock Can you imagine kids today oh, going, listen, we oh. got to get out of here. It would be like, wait, let me Snapchat before <laughs> I leave. I got to take a video and, you know. And there's they no, have no fucking idea. Oh, but right, they also have no separation anxiety because we're really not separated because we can, you know, exactly. find each other in the palm of our hand. Right. But so, Fiddler, I was weeping because I, <laughs> I was weeping because I said suddenly this time around, every time you see a play, it resonates on a different level for a different reason. And this Yiddish one you're talking about? No, no, oh, I, the one okay. before that, the Yiddish one. I'll be, a, I'll be in a puddle. Oh, my, my in a puddle. Elisa, my my lover. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. That's Elisa. Oh, she's Jewish. Yeah. Oh, I, I get love it. her. Okay. Elisa Dawn. She was sobbing because her grandmother was from Russia and from one of the, and she went there with her. And just the <gasps> language, wonderful. the Yiddish, she kept, you know, mm-hmm. all these words they were saying mm-hmm. was like bringing her back. And she was very close with her grandmother. So, first of all, that Yiddish one, the Yiddish Everybody is, says is to see it. Yeah. the only way to see. It is the only oh, way to see Fiddler on the Roof. So it's happy my to hear favorite, that. you know, as a Jew, uh, 
I have, you know, how many? I don't know how many times I've fucking Jewish seen it. for a minute because my ears. I'm hurting. sorry. Okay. People complain about it, but <laughs> no, oh, that's okay. Touch it, and then you the resonance stops. That's good. yeah. Okay, it's fun to tap the little. I know you can. You know, I'm at the point there. where if I forget, the yeah. guest will always go. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I did it. I yeah, did it. I know. Two of those were mine. Yeah, not the recent ones, but yeah. But it's amazing that 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 Yiddish fiddler. But your first wait. I have this thing you know i have i you take let, notes you i do prepared. i do a lot of research but my notebook my is in my new york apartment so the last two i've had to write on paper oh god paper. and it's not kids um, paper paper it's made from trees mm-hmm. and it's called how about all right and then we'll move on <laughs> what is this where people are like Oh, you don't need to write cursive. Yes, you oh, do. Oh, kiss my ass fuck with that you, stuff. You, you I fucking can't stand fuck. it. You know what it is? Yeah, what's the f- the whole point? Isn't the whole point of cursive is that you have a signature, meaning it is your yes. personal mark yes. that people cannot. You know, uh, there's n- there's nothing that says I uh, approve of this. I I I uh, you know I acknowledge this. And it's your it's signature. A piece and your signature says something about of you. Of course it does. Oh. But now it's all about the fucking you know oh. your retina and your fingerprint. And your it's oh. just. Fuck, we've turned into like, we're like fucking robots. That's all. Okay. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces, but I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. The first album that you ever heard was My Fair Lady. Yeah. And the first album you owned was Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. So My Fair Lady. Go ahead. Okay. So A, 
I know that you grew up just listening to Broadway shows. Not really. Only my only 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 those two. Not until high school. Okay. So I didn't so quite grow up. You you heard My Fair Lady, which by the way was my father's favorite 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 musical. Loved it. Uh, he was man. born in 1916, my father. Oh. So but he loved that. And then he loved Bye Bye. He, my father, I don't know. Elise is like, he must have been a little, and I'm like, no, he was a, not gay. Okay, he he was a gentleman. He, he had a garden, too. you know. The, the garden loved hmm. theater. Loved he no. Did he care about sports? Mine didn't. Not, could, no, could have no. cared less. Could have cared less. Except he did go to Rutgers. We all went to Rutgers because we lived in New Jersey. But at one point in like the late seventies, I think they were either in the final the eight or the four, mm-hmm. the final four of the NCAA. And I remember he was like, really like, Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have a heart attack. Which <laughs> is what he died of. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't win. Okay. So, and they didn't win, but so my fair lady was his favorite. I, he just loved, he loved yeah. the, I used, you know what I used to watch with him? What? Lawrence Welk show. <gasps> That's that a horrible? trip. That's a trippy thing to watch now. I, it's a trippy, trippy it's good thing. to it, if you have want to get stoned and do something, do it to the Lawrence Welk show. It was pretty trippy sober. Yeah. Pretty oh, no, no, no. Sober. I'm saying now, I, oh, I, no. you know, you get a whole other. Oh, yes. Um, because <laughs> you're just like, oh, my. Who are these fucking people? Is it the a Lemon cult? Sisters. Oh, my God. And it's so it's so sort of God and religion and and I don't know. It's so wholesome. But they were so talented, and they that, they that, now repeat them with the people who the one the, yeah, yeah, that, yeah yeah coming back and reminiscing the and, accordion player yes and the hair oh the my hair, god the, the hair up hair which is how which is the, which is what made my parent which was basically what bought my parents first house so, so that right. hair so you're a little girl siblings brother sister not theatrical could care less same. Now, what are you number one, two, one. or three? Oldest. Wow. Obsessing, that's you know, worried about everything. See, Elisa mm-hmm. is an oldest and I'm the youngest. Ah, very different. And she thinks she fucking knows everything and bosses me around. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. annoying. But, yeah, but if you're the youngest, you shouldn't give a damn because you're looser and, you know. Oh, I'm so, shouldn't worry hey, about I'm stuff. so, you know, feel like I'm a piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> antidepressants. in our next session. So. You are this little girl. Now, your parents own this salon, which they ended up selling once the blow dryer became popular. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, in the early 70s, it was, it just, that's what happened. Did you hang out at the salon? As a little girl, I mean, little, I was in the single digits, remember? I remember going there. My mother was very cute. Had a cute little figure. Basically, my father became a hairdresser to meet women, right. and indeed, he met my mother. He had to deliver something from. They used to have chains of beauty salons in the different department stores. Oh yes, yes. They worked for. I brought. My, I think my father worked for one in New York, and he had to make a delivery to one in. Uh, I think Mount Vernon, but he accidentally went mm. to the one in Yonkers. Oh, and that's where I saw my mother. Ding! It was beshared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the and so they got married and then opened a tiny salon. Were they very young when they got married? Oh, yes, very young. My mother was 19. Yeah. Oh, my God. And my father wasn't. He was 29. But um, Do you want to hear how old my mother was? How old? She was 32. She got married in 1954. 32. Which is like, she had me at 41. My father was 48. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
that's a lot. Yeah, well, good for them. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, they're Mavericks. dead. It sucks. But I, know. I did have this completely different perspective of the world because my grandmother who lived, you know, she, I shared a room with her every weekend in my, in our mm-hmm. house and she was born in 1896. So my grandfather was 1897. Yeah. yeah. And, and just the, she's, she's used to tell me, Oh, my grandmother, I loved you, Dorothy. Um, she told me like, these were the things that she said were so important. Penmanship. <laughs> she reading, reading, okay, reading, reading. Good. Uh, she wanted me to read little women. Mm. Um, and uh was she from here she was i'm oh, okay. like uh fourth generation on my mother's side and oh. second on my father's but anyway it's just interesting the the um the value system and mm-hmm. i just so your did your father know when he was like oh i'll be a hairdresser i'll meet women that they were all going to be gay except for him you know that that has never come up. Yeah, it is. Ne- I should have to ask my mother about that. That's never come up. And when they had their salon, they had all female operators, as they called them, the operators. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I remember them. I remember the little pink uniforms, and they yeah, had yeah. teased hair. And uh, no, so no, never. I don't remember any guys, and uh, it never. It, it never even up. occurred to you. No, it never occurred to me. And my parents, there just weren't any in the. They, I'm sure they were around but not in their did your father circle. cut what did he do at the salon what was the name of the salon salvatore's hair designs oh i love it yeah salvatore's hair designs you know that was in the 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 era of vidal sassoon right and everything you know uh but they didn't do that kind of hair that they didn't do that asymmetrical funky stuff did they do the um, um oh they wh- teased everything and then they sat under that big oh sure i have one i actually I love that. saved that, it can i tell you something oh yeah do you have it as a as a piece in your house? I have the seat part in my storage space because I thought I'd move into an apartment that could hold it. But I I'm pen- paying two hundred dollars a month to store. Well, I would do. I know. Same. And my mother has the top part, you know, the actual hood that goes into it. I thought I'd reupholster it in chintz or something. That's and make a, it a great funky, idea. Isn't it? Yeah, I just I need that affordable but housing. You know, <laughs> it's the only way it's going to work, baby. Do you know that that way of drying your hair mm-hmm. is like the best way of not having frizzy hair and I know it that's yeah. why people use a diffuser and stuff we used to i mean i used that thing until probably college it no. was in my mother's basement because when I they sold, it. she kept one. And I used the hard plastic rollers and i'd set my hair and then oh put a god. net over it oh my and god. sit in the dryer oh and my that's god what that I did. Roll, my, you know what my mother told me the worst thing was well, you can't walk out of the house with rollers in your hair. No, that's not, yeah. I remember my v- most vivid memory of somebody doing that was in the Bronx when I was at my grandmother's house one day. I slept over, woke up in the morning, and the lady next door <laughs> was screaming at her son, and she had rollers in her hair, and I just came in to hear only this line, Because you have to go to fucking school, that's why! That's <laughs> That's like the memory I have of what happens to you when you go outside with rollers um, in your hair. Now, <laughs> I just want you also to know, you know, I just want you to know that I grew up in New Jersey next to the Antonellis and the DeSavinos. So I <laughs> love, love Italian people. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. And I find the similarities between Jews and... I and think the most prominent f- feature is, well, I, from my perspective, the kids never have to leave the house. You know, right? There's my this parents bond, like, bond. My parents weren't like, "Stay, don't leave." But I never left, and they never said, "Don't." They never said, "Don't stay." Right? My they, son is with they me. They just right let now. me. You know, my twenty. How old's your son? 
the 20, one's going to be 20, he's 23, the older one, he's with me. The 18-year-old is at uh, a prep school playing basketball because he's going to college. Yeah. Okay. So you hung out in the salon. Did your father cut the hair? Did he just, did everyone? They their own regulars. Right. And their stations, you know. Did everyone, all the women come to see Salvatore? I don't know that. I don't, wouldn't say that, but he was fun. Yeah, As a matter of fact, he, he passed away about two years ago. And oh, one rest of his, his Georgette, Georgette, one of his uh, operators, that's what they call them, uh, because of Facebook, people find each yes, other now yes. from, from the deep... D- that's why you don't history. have to go to the high school reunion. That's kind of true. Or when you go, you're everybody's very hip to what everybody yeah, else yeah. has been doing. Well, I heard you got they, a divorce. Yeah, they've yeah. been, you know, they've, they've read up. Yeah. They've done the, the, that. The, they know your backstory. But anyway... Um, yeah, and she wrote these lovely things like because she'd been reaching out to him, and then in the interim he passed away, and she and then she wrote to me and said, "Oh, I remember how funny he was and how he left. He was a funny guy, my father, yeah. very funny guy." And uh, I used to, the job I used to have was to take the brushes and with a teasing comb, uh, pull uh, uh, pull out all the hair on the brushes and throw it away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put the brushes in this sort of like cind- cylinder that had holders for each of the brushes. Right. And oh no, and then I would wash them with shampoo, rubbing two together. And then put them in the cylinder that would go up into the dryer and dry uh, the the wet brushes. Oh, wow. Cool. And I remember... That blue barbicide, I think it is. Yes, it's yes. That, it's that tall, with the combs in it. Yeah, with the combs, and it has a little thing. Yeah. And I was at a fancy spa, uh, working. Of course, uh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't giving massages or you know cleaning the bathroom, but I was absolutely <laughs> so you given, say given yes. access to yes. uh, the fancy facilities, and I saw this same exact. Blue water in the same exact yes. know, tall glass that jar. That stuff, let me tell you something. Don't fix it if it's not broken. I, I love that. Yeah. It's, 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 it'll do fine. So the, how old were you when they sold the salon? Oh, it, I don't know. I was in maybe 12 or something. And then and, uh, your father became a bus driver and your mother went to real estate. Yeah. And at that time, you went into this parochial school. Now, were you popular like in grammar school, middle school? I, you know... I had, I, we'll take a picture and you can post it because okay. I had the thickest glasses in the world. All right. Yeah, you when, have when eye issues. You, oh, is that correct? Ever since birth. Very, 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 very that's from the, You know what that's from? The inbreeding. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, happily, I'll blame somebody. Okay. I'd like to blame somebody. Uh, wait, do your siblings have eye issues? Nope. I'm the only one. Okay. You know, everybody wears reading did glasses. Your mother, so. um, did your mother, did your mother eat a lot of carrots? She should have eaten more carrots. Well, I asked my mother if she took any particular medications yes. when she was pregnant and here's the thing we're we're, we're diverting into other interesting areas sorry but my mother was only uh, uh 19. 19 when she had the 20 when she had me and clearly young and inexperienced about a lot of things but she told her doctor she didn't want to take medications she didn't oh, wow. want to be knocked out wow right? good for her bastard knocked her out what a fucking... Isn't this is disgusting? men and their fucking bullshit. Absolutely. Take your fucking hands it, off my if body. I, if I think of it, it'll kill, it, it kills, yeah, me. I bet. It kills me. Because my mother... And I don't think of it a lot because we're not that kind of people. Like, But Mother's, she had the agency to, you know... She did. So like on Mother's Day, I, you know, I'm never... I, I should be more like this. We all should be. Right. Mom, what were your memories of having, yeah. having me? You know what I'm saying? She doesn't have any. Fuck you know him. I mean? She doesn't have any. She Fuck doesn't remember him. her first child being put in her arms. She's a f- okay. he's a fuck. And I that, want him dead. Right. Well, he is happily. So uh, the was he Jewish? The his name was Smith. So he probably was. Yeah. Fuck we'll you, Smith. That. So the thing is that parochial school I went to. All right. Uh, that the, well, my high school. 
my fancy high school. And it's Catholic, right? It's Catholic, but they had a parenting class. Wow. And we had it at the teacher's home because it was an extra sort of, she wasn't a, she, she only had this one class. And that is where we learned about so many things about birth control, but also about how to talk to your child, how to do that active listening with a child. Like, wow. Oh, so, you know, that's so ahead of its and, time. Yeah. It's like, and you, that makes you sad that the doll broke, you know, instead of, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. Let's right. kiss the doll, which is fine. So acknowledging you that yeah. you have feelings yeah, exactly. and that they're valid. And talking about childbirth and she had a couple of kids the one of them she was awake for another one they knocked her out and she showed us slides this was best kids a slide is yes a slide is a a still motion picture anyway photographs of her on the slide screen after the birth of the child where she'd been knocked out and her sort of holding the child, looking so not present, so not there, so out of it. And I never forgot that. Never forgot it. I have to say, the greatest moment is holding that baby and looking. It's just the most, I can't even explain it. And I, my older son, my ex had, and she was having issues and they just handed him right to me. Um, uh, and so I had that moment. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I had the same moment with Ben. I mean, it, it's the most, it's so fuck you, man. Fuck you. Mm. But yeah. all right. This is just to say something, you know, I just read this article that this kid was living on like French fries <laughs> and, uh, like a early teen and uh-huh. French fries and, like McDonald, like chicken nuggets for years. Oh God, he's blind. He became blind. It, it's funny because the first thing is I'm going through is I'm I am practically almost completely blind in one eye. No way. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the other one's sort of going. So I'm I'm in a, a tenuous Precari- place yeah, right yeah. now. And I have been doing absolutely everything on every level you can imagine, from spiritual to metaphysical to going to the freaking gym to to diet now. Look, I always knew what garbage was because my 19-year-old mother, my 20-year-old mother when she had me, also there was very, really was there garbage in her house. Entenmann's mm-hmm. was the one exception. Oh. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, oh, it was sacred. Oh, Lord. It was, you know, it was... It was, it, it was it. That it was, was it. it. That was dessert. Pe- What's yours? Pecan and, Danish ring? Oh, was, we had a... Oh, God. Oh, the coffee cake was so the, good. It was a coffee cake. It was and all... There was always... the vanilla with the chocolate. Uh, uh-huh. That was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blackout yeah. cake yes. was a good oh. one, too. The chocolate chocolate blackout cake. Yeah, I know. So there was that, but it was always in moderation, which is, I think, look, I blame, I'll blame anybody on being overweight. So I blame the fact that my mother, um, uh, portioned out everything and wouldn't, wouldn't let me eat. <laughs> my mother wouldn't let me be fat. So that's why I'm fat. You know, Mom. You're, you're following Varla Jane did the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, the last two weeks. And, um, he was a very fat kid and his mother put a lock on the refrigerator oh. and treated him differently. It's and very hard. it's it's you know for my I'm just gonna say this for my 16th birthday, uh, my grandmother bought me this book the the um, women's women doctors diet for teenage girls that was my present. Oh God! And oh God! Uh, and I look back and I say, because I was so big, yeah. I was I'm I'm the size of a male football. I mean I really am the size of a male football player. And well, you're tall, but I'm tall, were you but heavy. I'm, I look back and I go, I wasn't even, I'm the heaviest I've ever been now. Yeah, I know we all do um, that, right? Yeah, but it's menopause and I'm on antidepressants yeah. and, you know, I'm writing a book. But 
whatever, whatever it is, it is. But I wasn't. Uh-huh. And and I watched this episode of Room 222, okay? <laughs> and Bob Balaban. That's Jewish. Oh, Bob Balaban's yeah. Jewish. Okay. Sorry. Bob Balaban was playing the, oh, no, no. It was an after school special. And Bob Balaban, it might have been Room 222. All right. Anyway, he was playing. After school specials are Jewish? Yeah. No, no. I Just okay. Bob Bal. I okay. don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Okay. Um, Bob Balaban played this kid who was like a sophomore whatever he was um re- he was the new kid and he was really obnoxious because he was fat right yeah and they, at the end it's like it, i think it was room two they're like you're great don't, you don't have to yeah. you don't have to overcome you know whatever or he was miserable and he was like well, you know, i don't yeah. i don't remember but there was a personality problem uh-huh. because of his because he was overcompensating and i look at that he's not even fat fat mm. fat in the 60s and 70s is not mm. like these people that walk around here and they're like oh we it's not like even if you went to go to McDonald's or Burger King, the soft drink was fucking eight ounces. I know they were tiny, and the ring tings—they were yeah, tiny. They were little. They were little. I know we have no portion control. No, okay. we don't. We're disgusting. We're, right. Our portions are. I just it's came ridiculous. from Fort Worth yesterday. Go to fucking oh my god. Oh, go to Wisconsin. It's oh. like oh, have the fried cheese. Have the beer cheese soup. When oh. I went to Minneapolis, they, they had. I said, "What in heaven's name is beer cheese soup?" And I said, "Well, it's." Cheese. Soup made of cheese and beer. And it's I just so, thought, ugh. You're allowed to, to you, that's allowed? Yeah. I it's, just felt like it could yeah. be allowed. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And, you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh, God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold 
J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. Why were we talking about overweight? Uh, I, I don't Just because you, you blame your mother for the overweightness. Um, but there was a reason, and I have to This is back called to... menopause, menopause, <laughs> menopause, menopause. Okay. But, but we're, maybe we were talking about, oh, we were talking about what, what were the stuff in the house. And, right. Anyway, my mother was very, very uh, progressive even in that way, and trying not mo- to have preservatives and And also, like your mother worked. Oh, because of the what? eating. Yes, for the, the eating. eating. I've been eating, really trying to oh, eat right, not processed the eye. foods. because We the got eyes, there. We got not there. Not processed foods. Yes. And, you know... It's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not the hardest thing in the world either. It depends on how extreme you get. I know somebody who eats nothing processed, not even oil. It's too processed. She okay, takes I, it to I, that my brother's extreme. like that. Right. But honestly, it's, it changes your palate. It, like I passed this place called Juice, ju, ju, Joe Juice. Ju, oh, ju, yeah, ju, Joe ju, Juice. Something like that. Yeah, juice I have press. One. Juice press, it's okay. called. And I would open the door to that place, smell the veganness, and then just close uh, it and same. go, not in a million same. years. Yeah. I walk in, That's but they too- just did a study. I read all the time. I'm like uh-huh. a fucking mental patient, but they just did a study, and uh, vegans and vegetarians are now 20% more likely to get heart disease. There's some disease i have it on my phone i'll tell you later what but, i what i discovered doing this like trying to eat less meat and blah 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 is that i could probably go really really pure i i think right because you get scared you think no i can't live my life like that never having a piece of bacon ever 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 or whatever but what i discovered after doing it for a few months is that i go off the wagon and have have a a, a, a lot of ice cream or a, you right. know, a hamburger and i can go back on I can then just say, oh, my oh God. I can go for three, you know four what? weeks, okay, you know what and then have whatever the hell I want whenever I want it, and then just go back on. The time I got to, there were two times where I got to, like, my goal weight. One was a clinical depression. What does so that feel like? Oh, clinical depression. Yeah, so that was not bad, but once I came out, it took a couple of years to really come out, but once I came out, one of my friends was like, Judy, I know you're terribly depressed, and, but boy, that depression diet is good. Um <laughs> And the other was I went on Weight Watchers and I had one day a week where I could eat whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And I just did Weight Watchers and I cheated one day and it was fucking easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you went to high school. You had to wear a uniform. Oh, yeah. And I love that that your te- now a teacher would never bring the kid to the house to discuss. Any, well, well yeah. this was a class, so we all came to the right. house. It was the full, the full class. Um, yeah, but they would never allow that now. Oh, not now. No, of course no. not. You can't oh, do anything. No, no, no. Did you, you get hit? Did you get hit? Did teachers? you get smacked? No, no. I had no bad. I had no bad uh, uh, experiences in Catholic grammar school or high school. No, absolutely not. Did you not. like going to school with all girls? I did. Here's the thing. I went to school with all girls. I had no problem with it. I did, you know, the plays with the boys' school. So I saw. Oh, boys. that's what I was going to yeah, ask you. So when you did school. a play, you it was with the yeah, it was with brother the, school. Uh, the brother school, and I didn't realize until after the fact the two things that um, I realized about going to an all-girls school was, first of all, it really does give you a better sense of your strength as a person. I could say as a woman, but no, as a person. Because when you, let's say you run for student government or you're you're the head of a, a, a club or something, you don't have that, oh, the boys will vote for the boys and the right. girls will it's vote for the girls. Right, it's everything's equal. It's an equal playing yeah, field. Yeah, you don't consider yourself as a woman. Right. You consider yourself as a person, mm-hmm. but uh, and 
it look life but is, isn't it, that do way. Do you think it's a bigger shock when you go into the real world? I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be. I thought, well, but when it, I go to my first college, uh, co-ed college class, it's going to be like, oh, 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 boys. I don't even remember. I was nothing. It, mm. I was, it was perfectly normal. Yeah. Maybe because I felt normal. I also have to tell you, I, pro- I like uniforms. Now, I didn't like the ones I had to wear because they were a little bizarre, but, you know, the kilt concept. I, you know. As a mother. Yeah. Will now say... It would have been so much fucking easier. Of course, it's they just have to amend them a little bit. Pain in the fucking ass, and and, deci- and I have boys, mm. and they're like, you know, at some point they decided they were into fashion, oh, you know, and and sorry. it was like because they're in New York and oh, they have poor to be, you, but the, you know, lot. they went through the slob sweatpants <laughs> thing. I was like, no, did uh, their pants go down? below their ass like they they, they do did for things? a little not around me okay but <laughs> they did yeah they did it and i'd you know i'd scream at them but not they're not they weren't that bad but you know sometimes this slobby you know i used to comics guy i remember mm. one time i was at catch a rising star and adam sandler was up there he was like a teen, you know 20 19 okay. and lewis veranda who mm-hmm. who now runs caroline's but he was the talent coordinator at, at uh, Catch Rising Star. Says to me, he's going to be a big star. And I go, he's in a fucking sweatpants <laughs> and a dirty shirt, and he hasn't shaved. And I, I was, and I was of this because I think because my parents were so from a different generation. Yeah. You get dressed up for work. You, it is mm. your job. And every time I did stand up to this day. I'm like, oh, I have to get dressed for work. I just started like not like putting on so much makeup because I I can't I don't fucking. It's the care. same with even yeah. cabaret performers. Yeah. I'll agonize over what to wear, right? And then I'll go see somebody's act in a place like Provincetown, right? And they're, and they're like, like jeans, yes, and, you know, ripped. and yeah. and and I think and the show's just as good. Not that it's not that it's nice to present a colorful image. That I pops like it. And you lo- memory, even you know even Elisa mean? last night you she know? said that red shirt, that blouse is beautiful. You know, like you, I feel like cabaret performers I are really good to get it, By the way, you know why? You can roll it up in a ball and it just I love it. It just no great Car- bring to it with, with your carry on that's all i live for i love now. it it's just had a pack but um, the, but the but the uniform thing i have to say uh, the, the, the the there too there's equality and even when i had right. even in our uniforms there was the girl who we, we could wear our own sweaters yes. who'd have the cashmere sweater set exactly and the beautiful matching perfectly beautiful knee socks that cost her 20 dollars, and i had to get the ones that you know tube um, socks yeah, yeah and these kids should be able to wear like khakis or jeans and then have like a rainbow assortment of t-shirts and then everybody can sort of it's get a little, get a little it's, expressive. Then it's and also not, you're not like obsessing over, oh, look at this one where we're more in this. Exactly, one. you're not But comparing. it's also, you can be more creative because you have this basic, like this yeah, basic thing. you have the restrictions thing. and that makes and you think out of the Yes, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm with you. Now, I also wanted to say one other thing regarding your eyes and your mm. eyesight. If it was to happen to anyone, the fact that you are so auditory and like amazingly the you know i read an interview you did with the times and and the last line what was it you I said don't know. What was the-, <laughs> the last line was you know they said do you did you prepare they the the um interviewer, interviewer had asked you do you prepare do you listen to do you listen to albums over and over again and you said no i go to the theater and i pay attention uh-huh. and to me I don't want you to have bad. I mean, of course, but I'm just saying your gift is go whatever. You could be sitting in a wheelchair, you know, <laughs> but it's just 
it's so well. I appreciate it, and I do. You know, because the problem is that I tend to complain, and <laughs> I, I <laughs> you know, I that was I, that was Christine I, hitting the bell. I always worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Ding, 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 and and believe me, but in tandem, and you're probably like this too, because people in our business, and we're oh, tangential, the yes. stand up and 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 theater and whatever. I I really have to say we appreciate we we know when when we have it good we know that sitting on the freaking deck of this beautiful we inn, know now right we know we now, now not now. after the fact no no I'm saying we didn't know in our twenties you know when you first well, make, I didn't have it in my twenties so. <laughs> no I'm saying if you first like young people who get I see it in comics who mm-hmm. will get something and they think this is going to last forever oh yeah um you know mm-hmm. when you have to fucking work. Mm-hmm. And work in shitholes. I mean, I can't even. I, I, I would go to lunchrooms and at like, yeah. you know, at colleges and you know. I got a nursing home on Monday, so don't even. Oh, uh, I love that. Um, but yeah, but, you, but so so basically, yeah. you understand that. So then, what happens is, as you you know, as you move forward, and you actually realize, not only have I earned this, but. This is not a meritocracy. Just because you're good doesn't mean you're going to get anything. Right. You know it and I know it. Yeah. And uh, the fact that you sort of made the cut or nobody noticed that, you know, you know, you slipped through. Being good is a given. We know you're wonderful. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get rewarded for it. So the fact that you actually do get rewarded for it, you have to appreciate it. Even the fact that, oh, here's exactly what I mean. Now, I don't have it with me, but the one thing that Judy and I shared that is of so much value to me is that we were at the Friars Club on a night. The only two women at Mickey Freeman, who was in the Bill Crow, the Bill yes. Crow show, he asked, he wanted me to perform. I guess he wanted you to perform. And we have a photograph of the people that were on, that got up and paid tribute to Mickey on his maybe his yes, 90th yes. birthday. God, I hope it was because he didn't look 80. Yeah. But <laughs> it was, it was Larry Storch, Jerry Stiller, uh, uh, hold on, Fiveish Finkel, give him two. Um, uh, hold on, Larry Source, oh, Professor Irwin Corey, yes. Pat Cooper, he doesn't get one. Yeah, um, Italian. Uh, hold on, uh, Joe Franklin. Um, Dead. I'm missing a big one. I'm missing a really, really big one. But uh, we have a photograph on the stairs of the Friars Club thing, and we're the only two women yes. in this picture, and. I don't look good in any of the shots. Okay, I look like I'm in shock. Oh but please, I I'm standing with like you know Jerry Stiller and Irwin Ir- Corey. I'm fucking gigantic in that photo. I am so head, you know. Yeah, but they were all withering anyway. Yeah. They were all. They didn't have much calcium left, and so they were just their bones were all brittle. But, <laughs> but that was but, how we, you know. And, but my point is gratitude. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like yes, we worked, we did our stuff. Yes, they wanted us because they knew we were going to put out and give them what and they we needed. And we were good. And yeah. we were good. Those guys and, loved us, and and oh they. God. They, um, you know, Alan King was really good to me. Uh, Buddy Hackett asked me to open for him and then put his head between my boobs. Uh, but, but I'm just saying they saw the, the, the raw talent that, that they saw in like, you know, Francis Fay or uh, Bell Barth, or, you yeah, know, those. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Anyway. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn... Uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just... Just Kill Me. Now. No, no, Judy no. Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just Kill Me Now. <laughs>